I thought you said you were ready. Oh, I was ready. You gotta leave time. Oh, yeah. Help the listeners here. Big people that. question their sanity. Visualize this. You know those yo-yos? I don't know if that's what they're called, where you have, like, one stick in one hand and another stick in another hand and, like, a long line of string. Oh, and you, yeah, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You yeah, swish yeah. the string back and forth, and you can, like, mm-hmm. pop the yo-yo up and down. Yep. That is the perfect song for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually. Uh, I'm a not very wrong. Comment, yeah. I know, right? I, I'm <laughs> still. I'm still really feeling uh, eighth grade laser disc video introduction of the solar system. So it's it's like, applicable really, for that too. Yeah, really nice, like ninety early nineties, like computer graphics. Anything, like anything a, like pretty nostalgic and obscure. Yeah. I think probably works. And in my mind, it's like I'm zooming in past the sun. But computer graphics is still pretty bad at that point, so it's kind of just like a, a somewhat rounded, squarish shape. Good old pixels. Yeah, it's good. just a couple of pixels. <laughs> oh boy, who did the who did the question last time, Gorby Gorb? I honestly don't remember, so I think okay. I'm gonna let you come up with the question. Okay. Oh god. Um. Uh. Oh yeah, it was me who did the question last time. You're good. What You're are good. what are there more of in the world, alligators or crocodiles? I'm going crocodiles 100%. Crocodiles? Mm-hmm. You're you almost to... definitely light. Definitely, definitely light. <laughs> All right, I'll look up a uh, number of crocodiles worldwide. All right, I got a number of alligators. It might be alligators, though, because they're bred for meat. Yeah, I guess so, but, like, only in America. Right? Well, there's also, like, um, a bunch of different species of crocodiles. There's only two species of alligator. That's true. The American, but that doesn't species. count caimans. Alligators don't count. Caimans, crocodiles don't count. Ca- Sorry, caiman. <laughs> my amateur alligator crocodile caiman. Um, caimans are not crocodiles, nor yes, are they alligators. That is correct. Okay, I'm getting. I'm finding three million alligators. Okay, so it's hard because it's going by species. All right, here we go. American alligator, 3 million, and then it says Chinese alligator, around 150. Okay, so alligators got... Well, I can list off what I have right here. All right. All right. Hit All me right. with that info, Gorb. So I've got... All right, there's 22 more rows on this website. I gotta, 22, gotta actually go into it and figure it out. Okay. All right, you ready to start a... I need you to open up your... I can't do math right now. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you know what? Okay. So oh, you have to combine species? Oh, God. I see what you're talking about. Central African slender snouted crocodile awaiting assessment. <laughs> Siamese crocodile, 500 to 1,000. West Aaron. Wait, this, no matter how much you add up all of these ones, it doesn't add up to 3 million. No, There's but no what way. I'm trying to see is the saltwater crocodile. Uh, no, it just says greater than 200,000. So I'm definitely right. I think, yeah, I think you are right, especially if we're not counting Cayman. Yeah. Boom. Woo! I wonder how much of that actually has to do with alligator farming. I would say also America is uh, this is one of the few conservation things they, because you know we're aliens, uh, did right was um, <laughs> like the 1950s they put in heavy restrictions. You have to point it out. Yeah, <laughs> alligator farming and the alligator population bounced back incredibly down. Yeah. Also, I I don't I don't know about you, but like. From what I've seen in like nature footage and stuff like that, alligators do not care about being in giant pods and piles. Whereas usually when I see a crocodile, it's pretty solitary. But I don't know if that's just like anecdotal. Anyway, I can get to yeah, decide. Yeah, I think that's anecdotal. I mean, it depends on the crocodile too. Uh, like Nile crocodile. Is he friendly is he not? Together. The real <laughs> thing is, we just have it's like deer in America. 
we you know there's tight restrictions on when and when you can't hunt them nowadays more you know yeah more you know where where do you get your hunt hunting information from uh www.ihuntreptiles.com oh not from zorbin gorb hunting united dot org it's actually uh visit um visit visit earth dot intergalactic web they've got like a yes. whole banner which you cannot sadly access from earth computers Florida. there's a lot of a lot of things to see there <laughs> you need the 20 2045 google glass to operate that website 2045 google glass um let's go ahead and start are you ready gorb yeah, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I would like for me to go first. I'm okay, going to go first. Right, let me get my timer ready. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Wait, who went first last time? I don't remember. It's all a blur. Yeah, it's all a blur. Yep, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready when I am? I'm ready whenever I, I ain't. Okay, you ready? Your prompt is... I'm ready whenever I'm not. 22.33 on the clock. Your prompt is, tell me about the first ever alligator to win a medal at the Olympics. Go. Okay. Um, We begin our story in... um, in, uh, In the lost city of Atlantis. Okay. And when I say the lost city of Atlantis, there are actually two Atlanti, right? There's the lost city of Atlantis that was underwater. And there's the lost city of Atlantis that was like a small town next to Pompeii. But Mm -hmm. Pompeii gets all of like the glory for the volcano. But really Atlantis, which, you know... (laughs) The one that went underwater did, like, the people who made it out of there, they just moved to, like... No connection. No, no connection. connection. No. Okay, all right. Just a name, okay? Okay. Which but one are we talking about? We're talking about the volcanic Atlantis, okay? Oh, okay. And, you know, population 23, everyone is, you know, just, like, forgetting, you know, that Atlantis really did get covered in volcanic ash and got frozen things in place, just like Pompeii, but, you know, okay. Anyway... <laughs> So, in in I can the tell volcanic... it's a touchy subject for you. Continue. <laughs> I don't have any feelings about this, Gorb. In in this town before the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, there was um, a family of um, you know a very devout polytheistic worshippers, right? Because mm-hmm. at this time, you know, most people would think that within the ta- the city of Pompeii and its surrounding important areas like Atlantis, most people would be worshipping the ancient Roman gods, right? Mm. Yep. Not the case. In in this small subsection of uh, uh, of this area of Italy, modern day Italy, mm-hmm. there was this... Of whatever this... island Pompeii was on. Yeah, I, I, I stopped there for a second. I was like, is that it? So... They, there's this family there, and they are they're a family of very devout worshippers, and what they worship is an ancient alligator god, and that ancient alligator god's name is Cranky. Okay, I'm Cranky. not gonna be a nit. I'm just gonna be a nitpicker just because of my it, love of herpetology, but. There's only two species of alligator. One found in the New World, which do they know about that? The other one in China. Now, I'm actually glad but you brought this up. There's crocodiles in the Nile. What did you no, say? No, it was not a crocodile god. Okay. Okay, it was an alligator god. Yes, and this family were so devout in their worship that they would have these like seances, right? Oh, okay. okay. Where they would like basically dance around a fire and they would have these visions right and they realized that this animal that represented cranky did not really encapsulate a crocodile it looked Mm -hmm. too different right it had like they would see it sometimes dancing around the flames while they were high on roman drugs because i don't want you to fact check me (laughs) so they 
they, you know, would sometimes see it and they were like, that snout is too round and too short to be a crocodile. (laughs) They didn't have a name for it, but they knew it wasn't a crocodile, right? right. It was cranky to them. It was cranky to them. Now, here's the thing. Cranky was called that, and I'm I'm translating to English, but it was the Roman word or uh, Latin word for cranky, okay. right? Um, and they called him that because when he got upset, the flames would get bigger, right? Now, the reason why the family like worshipped this god is because he had a lot of power, right? And one day, you know. As ignored as Atlantis was, or is nowadays, it was ignored in the same way during ancient Roman times. And the, pa- the, the tax collectors from Pompeii would come through and basically just like extort Atlanteans because they had all the military power, right? Yeah. And one day, the father of this family, he was fed up, right? He was like, I can't, you know, I can't stand giving these people all our money anymore. Like, I, I, I literally can't. So he takes his ancient Roman drugs, also known as ARDS. ARDS? Okay. All right. And it's an acronym, Gorbis. <laughs> so he takes his ARD and he, do- he starts to do his flame dances. And he sees Cranky peering at him from across the fire. Mm-hmm. And usually he doesn't see him this vividly. And Cranky mm-hmm. just looks at him and he goes, and he's like, I understood that. <laughs> and the dad's like, okay, I don't, I know what came out of his mouth was nonsensical, but I understood the sentiment, which was basically like, what do you need, my brother? Right? Okay. Was it like a telepathic translation kind of thing? It was more of like a thing that went. So he basically was like, uh, Cranky, oh, please, will you help us with this Pompeii problem? Okay. And yeah. Cranky. <laughs> <laughs> cranky overreacted. Let's just. Let's... <laughs> let's simplify it and keep it like that. He. 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 He thought humans were a bit more durable. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he's cranky, but he's not mean. You know, he's like, man, we're gonna burn them a little bit. The dancer are on like fire. He's baking They're a cake, and he fire. just got the measurements a little too, little too much salt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Suffice to say, a few days later, things start a, a cooking, right? And there's a giant explosion. Cranky starts to realize his mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And through the flames, through the giant erupting flames, or the smoke that's coming out from the beginning of the eruption, Mm -hmm. he basically is able to become this giant shadow figure that's only visible to the Atlanteans, right? Mm -hmm. And he basically looks at them, and he he goes, And, you know, he was nervous, okay? Because he was basically like, these people... You know, I didn't. They're like to... the last twenty-three people on Earth who still pray to me. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't so want like, to die here. he basically you know, telepathically tells them, like, get the get the fuck out of here, right? Like, get yeah. out of here as fast as you can. Okay. Only two of them escape: the 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 husband and the wife, right? Mm-hmm. And they decide to leave the Roman Empire, and then they go and live up in. Um, you know, the Gaelic tribes in, like, modern-day, like, France and, like, all that area, okay? Okay. That might have been under Roman control at the time of Pompeii, but we'll let that one slip. They were warring states. (laughs) All right. So Outskirts. Outskirts the empire. (laughs) Cut forward to um, near modern day. Okay. okay? And there are like how near? Like twentieth century? Like early twenty like, first? Like twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> like modern day. Okay. Like like yesterday. Like literally time. May twentieth, twenty twenty three. Okay. All right. Ten p.m. Central Time. These uh this this guy is getting off a plane at LaGuardia Airport in New York. Okay. And 
he is, you know, basically uh, an archaeologist slash one of those people who studied cultures. What's their name? Anthropologist? Thank you. Okay, so he's an anthropologist. And like Indiana Jones or like a lame professor nerd? Uh, his name is is Wisconsin Bones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Wisconsin Bones, he's he's been investigating. Okay. Mm. How much time do I have? You've got 13 minutes left. <laughs> okay. He's been investigating. And he like was able to basically find out about this like alligator worshipping peoples right now he he didn't know they were alligator worshipping but he knew they were specific and niche enough that he could do his dissertation on them and nobody else would do it <laughs> so he was able to track down through like 23 and me type tests mm-hmm. genetic like descendants of this family right trace them all the way back to the two that escaped they just live in like brooklyn or queens now or well he got off in LaGuardia, right yep and he decided that he was going to stop there because they at following the lineage just a few generations back Mm -hmm. there was a coal mine worker mm-hmm. who lived in West Virginia mm-hmm. who whose family mm-hmm. moved from West Virginia to New York to basically mm-hmm. seek their fortunes there. Mm-hmm. Okay? And turns out they actually made a lot of money because what they ended Ooh. up doing after quitting the coal mining business was somehow getting into jewelry. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... It's very weird to him because he's like, why is this family able to like make all of this expensive jewelry when the, the father was just a coal miner? So this is weird, right? So, so I know, he the traces whole jewelry that. industry is sketch, but continue. <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't know like he basically he loses his leads there, right? That's that's yeah. as far along as he was able to find. So he's gonna do some groundwork in Queens. Yes. Well, he goes actually into downtown. Uh, like basically, he goes to Times Square. Okay. Because in Times Square, there's the jewelry store. Mm-hmm. BBB and Higgins. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, what was it again? BB <laughs> BBB and Higgins. Okay. Right. Okay. And he goes in, and he asks to see the owner of the store. The owner of the store uh, basically is there at the time. Is he Higgins or is he BBB? Well, we're going to find out, okay? <laughs> so he comes down. He's like, oh, my name's Higgins. I actually, uh, actually bought this from the, the B, from the BBB family, okay? And he's like, is it spelled that way? And he's like, yes, B-E-B-E-B-E, BBB, okay? But they, they, you know, I can't disclose too much information about them because they're very private people. But I will tell you, they still have partial ownership, but they've moved out of this area. Mm. And, you know, Wisconsin Bones is basically, <laughs> is basically like, I, I, I need to find out where they are. Can't you just, like, give me some sort of hint? Like, it's very important they find these people. Like, here's my, like, here's my degree. <laughs> And he's like, he just like, what is he just shows them like a he's like a photo listen. on his cell phone of his degree. <laughs> this is my degree. Yeah, so the guy, Higgins oh, bought it. He was like, all right, okay, all right. He's like, I, I could tell you that the purchase is public record, and you can find it down at the tax office. So he goes down to the tax office, finds the public record, basically figures out that the BBB family now lives. In deep Louisiana. Okay? Okay. Like, we're talking, like, the bayou, like, yeah. like out there. And Any bayou like, area. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, here we go. Now I'm going to buy a ticket, <laughs> you know, and we're flying down to Louisiana. So he lands in New Orleans. 
has himself a couple beignets, listens to some snazzy jazzies, okay, living his best Wisconsin life in Louisiana. (laughs) And he takes a taxi uh, way, way out. And the taxi's the taxi driver's like, this is gonna cost you a lot of money. It's like, uh, <laughs> dude, just like just leave me. Okay. It's on the university. Which university <laughs> does he work for? He works for um uh Bur Burbam Urban. Burbam Urban. Burbam Urban College. All right, so he goes <laughs> and he's he he basically tells the taxi driver, he's like, dude, I, like the the university already paid for two flights. I'm fucked. <laughs> just leave. I I'll call like you. six beignets this morning, man. He's <laughs> like, can you just like find like a local town and just like not run your meter there and just like let me call you in like a day? Like I will owe you my life. Like I'll put your name on my paper. And the taxi driver's like, no, and he leaves. Yeah, get, okay. get out of the car. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, so he's like, oh shit. So he just like writes down the taxi like number, and he's basically like, "What? What am I doing with my life? Like I'm out here on this road." <laughs> and he goes like way out, and there's this mansion, like huge, huge mansion, like Southern Gothic style. Yes, exactly. And he can, he can see it like in the distance. Ooh. So he he's like, "Okay, well, I, I, there's no signs, there's no anything, but I'm gonna go up." And, like, here it is, and he arrives at this huge like gate it's not ornate it's just big and black and he opens it and he he just kind of like clicks clicks the clicks the like button and he hears a voice say beep 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 residents how can you we like help you like a robot you? voice like an alexa kind of thing or uh, we're gonna find out aren't we okay, all right, all right. so he goes uh yes i'm looking for the bbb family and uh, the person goes, on what business? And he goes, uh, I'm an anthropologist. Bones. Wisconsin Bones. Uh, yeah, you, uh, like, you've probably heard of me. Come on. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, sir, uh, you're going to have to leave. And he's like, listen, I have done so much to get to this place. Basically runs down all the things that he did to make sure he could get there. And he says that he knows about their history. Mm-hmm. As soon as he says that, the gate opens okay okay. and he starts to go in come to find out that they're actually a pretty welcoming family right they welcome him in but they're all like there and like ready to talk to him like as if it's some sort of show how much time is it like an extended family or like is it kids what's what's the what's the vibe of the family uh there's like two older dudes in their 40s okay um and like one woman in her sixties mm-hmm. and like a kid who's twelve and that's it. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, I'm still working on that math in my head, but okay, continue. <laughs> what? What? Well, how much time do I have left, Corp? Uh, you have five minutes and thirty seconds left. Okay. And then as soon as those he sees those like four people there, this very fit looking woman in her like late 20s comes running down the stairs like like body of like like a sprinter right Mm -hmm. and our 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 gentleman wisconsin bones is immediately infatuated (laughs) okay and she goes hi i'm i'm pompey B B B, and he goes, "Oh me me me!" <laughs> Get a grip, Wisconsin. I know, and he's like, "I mean, um, I'm here," and they're like, "Uh, we noticed. What can we do for you, sir?" And he's like, "Well, I've traced your family, like blah 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 blah, like I like, there's this history." Mm-hmm. Okay, and. uh they they're like oh we don't know anything about that like that's so interesting so silly of you to like come on worshiping alligators what are you talking about right and um they start chumming it up a little bit you know having a a couple expensive drinkies here and there yep. some sort of like 
you know, some extra bananas, maybe. Like, yeah. you know, uh, licorice flavored boo boos, boo boo. Boos? They're having licorice flavored boos? No, boo boos, you know. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're, you know, he's telling old stories of like, you know, the time he found the temple of Zoom <laughs> and the other time <laughs> that he he found the the layers of the the lost cart. <laughs> oh, classic. Okay. Classic, I, I know, right? Forget. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Side note, I just want to say, there's three minutes and 30 seconds left. I am obligated to tell you that the prompt was... Don't you worry, Gorb. Okay, Don't you all right, all right. worry, okay? <laughs> okay. So, the night's getting late, okay? He's in the middle of nowhere. He does not have a signal on his phone, okay? <laughs> and they, they're just like, hey, Wisconsin Bones. You came all the way out here. <laughs> Why don't you just like go rest? We have so many rooms at this house. Just have your pick. Stay overnight. And, you know, in the morning, you can, you know, you can go do whatever you got to do and fail your class. Or we whatever. know you're tired, stuff full of liquor, yeah. and beignets. <laughs> so he's like, okay, bud. And, you know, he goes up in this room. It's like bougie as hell. Okay. And he he tries to sleep, but he's kind of a little like he has like a weird feeling. So he just starts to kind of walk around at night. This house is huge, right? He runs into a trophy case. He's like, shit, look at all these like trophies. Mm -hmm. And it's like all of these like amazing awards right like science awards mm -hmm. nobel prize awards peplo pewy awards <laughs> okay oh, got a peplo pewy <laughs> and he sees an olympic trophy and he thought he had recognized um the woman who looked mm -hmm. athletic from earlier mm -hmm. right she was the fastest hundred yard sprinter in the Olympics of the last year. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's like, holy shit, this like family's connected. Oh, my God. And he goes and he sees, he sees like a, a flickering orange light from behind this like door down the hall. He's like, what the fuck is going on over there? He, he goes over and he's like, you know, trying to be quiet. And he hears, mm -hmm. he hears people talking behind this door. Okay. Mm hmm. And he sees the family gathered around a fire in the middle of this like trash bin that is just in flames, like like those <laughs> fires under bridges, and they're all covered in scales. And he's like, yeah. "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> okay, and he runs back out, and there's this whole like he runs up to this room that's like a commemoration room there's all these like videos of like all the achievements this family has achieved one of the videos shows the 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 woman winning her olympic race and then this printed out tabloid that says something about scaly woman wins the olympics <laughs> Wait, they knew she had scales, and they were like, I, "That's cool." Well, like, it's like the National Enquirer type oh, shit, okay, right? All right. But he's like, <laughs> "Holy like... shit, they were right!" <laughs> he's like, "I gotta get out of here, right? How much like, time do I have?" Gordon? Get ten seconds, but I'll give you an extra thirty if you. No, want I don't need it. it he's like, cool. "I gotta get out of here." And the second he turns around to the door, his head is bitten off by an by alligator. an alligator <laughs> saying, "B b b b." Wow, that was impressive. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and we're back. All right. Okay, uh, are you ready, Gorb? You have your timer ready? No. <laughs> I'm not ready. I, I did definitely did not just Google 2233. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am ready when you are, Gorb. I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. Your prompt, Gorb, is to tell me about the time that a crocodile was found in her pocket. Begin. Okay, so just to, just to recap, tell me about the time 
that a crocodile was found in her pocket. That's that's correct. All right. Our setting, it's a it's near modern day. Um, if you're curious, <laughs> how exactly close to modern day, Gorb? Um, are, are we talking 10, 28 Central? Eleven a.m. this morning. Okay. Yeah. So, like a couple hours ago. Um, yeah. And we're, we're you know camera pans in from the right. Um, <laughs> Exit stage left. Exit <laughs> stage left. We see this little uh, this not little you know this young girl. <laughs> She's not. She's not little. She's like you know an adult, oh, okay. young adult. Um, <laughs> she she lands at LaGuardia Airport. Oh boy! Side note: If you haven't been to Earth recently, they just redid it. It's wonderful now. It's yeah, thanks Earth. Yeah, thanks Earth for that one. Um, so <laughs> this little uh, this this young girl, young girl, she just got a job in the big city, the big oh, apple, as they call it. Yeah. Know? That ain't no pair. It ain't no pair. And you know, she's at LaGuardia and she's like, wow, this is like such a nice airport. Like Thanks, so it's like I you know, I could think this is a great spot, you know. Yeah. The whole city must be great if LaGuardia is looking like this. What um, what's what's her name? Her name is Kelby Schmermel. <laughs> her name is Kelby Schmermel. She is uh, for a little bit more background. She's a 2022, just yep. graduated from University of Indiana Agriculture. Um, she majored in English, though. Um, <laughs> what? And uh, she got a job, like working, a basic marketing job in somewhere in Manhattan, some startup. So she moved, She wanted to move to New York for a long time. <laughs> the, the English de- degrees are cheaper in agriculture. It's so much cheaper schools. in agricultural because there's like, you know, not a lot of people doing that at the in, in a University of Agriculture. You do have to take like a couple supplementary like potato classes, but other than that, you're good. Yeah. So Kelby Schmermel, um, she gets off the plane. And so she like used one of those roommate finder apps. Um, and she's got this really find my roomie. Yeah, find my roomie. Find my roomie. Um, and she's she gets in the cab outside of which is often mistaken for the poet. <laughs> well, there's another there's another app <laughs> called Find My Roomie, um, but obviously spelt the name of the poet, and it just searches sort of uh, famous uh, English translation of Rumi's works for that you know specific brilliant niche but effective at any time. That's actually where she's gonna go work. Um, oh market. my gosh, that's the startup, of course. Yeah, find my roomie with the UMI, <laughs> um, not the OOM. Yes. Um, anyway, we're getting a little off track. <laughs> so Kelby used find my roomie OOM, um, yes. not her job, to find a uh, roommate, right? Mm-hmm. Got this, like, uh, as far as she could tell, because she didn't, like, check it out on site. Um, she just, because, you know, coming from straight so out. So who of- did she match with? Uh, like a, a woman named Sasha Sidebernos. Um, what? Okay. Why are you laughing? That's her last name. Don't be mean. Sidebernos. Sidebernos. Yeah. Yes. Don't be mean. She got a lot of that shit in high school. She doesn't. I know, right? Me. Okay. All right. Sasha Sidebernos. <laughs> Sasha Sidebernos. Um. And uh, she's got like this place down in Dumbo. It's an area of Brooklyn. So yes. um, Kelby Schmermel gets in her taxi, gets on down to 786 Whopper Street in Dumbo. Um, she gets out, goes Street. up to uh, Sido. She did not know it was a five floor walk up going into this. Uh, Oof. Yeah. She's, like, she's all excited though. She's like, it's gonna be good exercise. Like, yeah, she's an optimist. She's an optimist. Um, and then she walks into the you know apartment six. Um, she walks in and she knocks and she says, uh, "Hello, I'm Kelby Schmermel from the University of Indiana Agricultural English <laughs> major. Um, I'm your new roomie." And the uh, person who opens the door is not. It's Sasha not Sasha. Adams. No, no, it's not. It's um, Fanny Mohawk, Mohawkus, Fanny Mohawkus. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's like, uh, Sasha, we got another roommate. You didn't tell us about this at the weekly roommate meeting. Um, and How then, many roommates are there? Dude, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> so this apartment in Dumbo, there's like five women. Here's your women. corner, Kelby. <laughs> there's five five young adult women living there. It's oh. a, It's a terrible brutal situation there's one bathroom one bathroom zorb one bathroom oh my gosh way way to have her big city dreams crushed she's still an optimist though right okay um you know she's she's like okay i know like you know i have my own corner get that that bonus and find my roomie uh the marketing job are you am i by the way her job it's gonna blow up it's gonna blow up um, and then maybe like I can afford a better place. So uh, Fanny Mohawkis uh, introduces her to Sasha Cybernos, who was the you know the person she contacted on the app, yes. and they're like, "Okay, the cool. Scammer. So we have uh, two bedrooms in this apartment. One of them has a divider wall. There's like a closet in the back of the other one. You could take either or." Um, oh my gosh, it's almost like closet. Harry Potter. Yeah, you'll have to share the closet with uh, Sandra. Sandra, Sandra, Supatelli, Sup- Sandra, no, no, Sandra, Mistatelli, 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 um, yeah, so, uh, she's like, yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll go take the closet with Sandra, cause, like, the, the partition room, it just, like, it kind of smells in there. Is Sandra a pleasant closet mate? Well, we're gonna find out. Um, oh, boy. So she gets in there, she moves in there. It's a busy first couple, you know, starting work on Monday, right? So Yeah, geez. Sandra was out that night, right? She was partying it up, you know, in, in, you know, out at Beauty Bar. You know, she was just living her best life. So that's what Sandra Mistatellis does. She don't let nothing get her down. She does that, and she also does a lot of ecstasy. Um, <laughs> so Artificial Kel- optimism. Kelby Schmermel meets Sandra, uh, Sandra, what's her name? Sandra? Mr. Telly. Mr. Telly. Um, for the first time on Sunday, right? Yeah. And there's like, it's a bare bones apartment. Yeah. Kelly Schmermel was wide eyed from University of Indiana, agricultural sciences, English major. She did not know (laughs) she was going to need to buy everything she needed and pack it in. But Sandra's chill, you know, she's like, you know, she's coming down a bit, you know, smoking yeah. in the closet, you know, and it's uh <laughs> that sounds like a fire. Apartment already reeks, by the way. Um, but she's like, Don't worry, after work tomorrow I'll take you to the shop. I know they sell like really cheap, nice like furniture and stuff, like really, really easy. All right, time nice. check. Uh you have fourteen minutes left. Okay, we got plenty. Yeah. We're gonna fast forward. Uh Kelly Kelby Schmermel sleeps on the floor that night. On like a uh, like a, a clean towel that she brought because she didn't even think to bring a blanket or comforter. She didn't even go this out buy an so air mattress. Comfy. There's not enough space for an air mattress in a closet. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, she she goes to work her first day at uh, Find My Roomie, which is based in a like the Flatiron District, so not a terrible yeah. for her. Um, she gets there, gets up to floor twelve. She's like, "Hi, I'm Kelby Schmermel, here to work at Find My Roomie." Um and they're like cool. Uh, here's the laptop. Um, and here's a list of tasks you need to complete by the end of the day. Oh boy! Like uh, she's so optimistic. It's like you know, I'll do it. You know, this is how it's I graduated. Almost, it's bordering on naivete. Yeah. yeah, bordering on delusion at this point. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> All the other office workers are like, fresh me. She's going to crack in a week. Um, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Just you wait. She gets back home that night at like 8 p.m. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit because they don't have time to go to the store like the whole week. But yeah. eventually on Saturday, Sandra Mistatellis takes Kelby Schmermel out for drinks. A little bit of X. You know, a good you know just a little bit. Just a little bit. Definitely a lot of Coke. A little bit of X, a lot of coke. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know Kelby went so hard. She did not. Uh, she was naive. She didn't know what she was in for. Let's just say she was hurting Saturday. Um, <laughs> they make it to the store around one on Saturday. <laughs> We're just gonna skip over their their festivities. 
it, it's not central to the plot of this story. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the only thing you need to know is when she walked into the sort of Goodwill antique store, she immediately threw up in the trash can by the door. Um, oh, yeah. Well, there you go. But, you know, the, the, the stores in Williamsburg, they see that thing happen every Saturday. So she walks in and this store is a... Uh, it's very beautiful inside, like really ornate oh, furniture. Nice. And Kelby Schmermel's like looking at the prices. It's so cheap. It's so cheap. It's what type so of store is this? Cheap. It's like a, it's it's an antique store, but the prices are very very low. Right? What are they looking for? Well, she just needs like furniture and stuff, like anything oh, okay. for her closet. Borderline Goodwill, borderline antique. Yeah. Second hand. It's a second hand. Need some doodads for my closet shelf. She needs a blanket at least. (laughs) Um, So she's buying all this stuff, and so the store is is manned right now by this old, like, like deathly old woman, you know, who looks vaguely like you know, Eastern European, maybe like Italian. Like she's just looking. She looks a little witchy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, just throwing it out there. She just being real. Being real. Just being real. She looks like she's a witch. Um, uh, and then <laughs> she so, might not be, but she, she looks might not be. She might not be. Um, so Kelby Schmermel is like, uh, I need like, be. I need like a super small like cot that I can fit in my uh, closet, you know, apartment <laughs> that I share with Sandra and Mister Dallas. And uh, old Granny Smickens is like, uh, oh, I know Sandra. I'll get you a deal. Right, and so old Granny Smickens takes her down, shows her this really nice. Perfect size cot, same size as like Sandra's, and it can fit in that um, a little little cubby hole apartment. <laughs> now, Telby Schmerm was like, says twenty dollars, um, and I'm like, I've just been eating Manchuran ramen for like the last week. I don't know if I can like do that right now. My paycheck doesn't hit till next week. I can. Can we do ten? And old lady Smickens just smacks her across the face and says, "We don't have oh God." <laughs> That's assault. But, but if you buy this and you buy this little alligator trinket keychain, it's just like alligator? an alligator or a crocodile, you don't know, with sunglasses. <laughs> like one of well, I mean, plastic, they're pretty distinguishable, Gore. Plastic 90s keychains, and it's got like a thumbs up, and it's on a skateboard doing a kickflip. And she's like, why, why would that make it cheaper? She's like, you want the fucking cot? And she, yeah, she pays the 10 bucks and gets the cot okay. and the keychain. So she attaches the keychain to her lanyard. Um, Saturday night, she goes out, does a bit more coke, some eggs. Holy crap, her yeah. life is falling apart. <laughs> the only way she's coping right now. Um, <laughs> the only way she's coking right now. Yeah, exactly. Goes to bed. All right, so it's Monday morning, right? She slept on the new cot last night. It was very good. Very restful. Don't do drugs. Yeah, unusually restful, that cot, let me tell you. Oh. Slept like, mm. like a wee bat. How yeah. deep of a sleep are we going so into? So deep. So deep. Like, she wasn't even hung over on Monday. That's Oh, my deep. God. That's bizarre. So she goes in to find my roomie on Monday. Which right? one? <laughs> okay. Her job. Her job. The R-U-M. Yeah. <laughs> and time check? Uh, Eight minutes 45 seconds okay so she goes in there and the first thing she notices is like the vibe in the office seems a little off right Hmm. and uh, basically her manager comes up to her and tells her we lost our funding (laughs) we lost what our funding oh yeah he was like uh apparently all of roomy who was funding it originally (laughs) some silicon valley thing i don't know but okay. I guess the, the dude who was willing to give his money uh, just found out that all of Rumi's works, because they were written like over 600 years ago, <laughs> are public domain. Are freely available on freely any available. site that sells ebooks. Yeah, on, on any site that sells ebooks. They're fr- Project Gutenberg, you can get everything. So <laughs> she loses her job. Long story short, she gets laid off. Um, uh, yeah. She signed like a two year lease, because that's how badly she wanted this apartment. So Financially, she's in the position we would she's call. Do um, something. We would call that position fucked. She's fucked. Yes. Yeah. So she she's goofed. She's goofed. Goofed. Goobered all over. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> goobered all over. So she goes home. Um, the apartment's quiet because she gets home at like twelve. Everybody else is still at work. 
goes to her little cot, you know, you know, uh, cries, cries, um, yeah, and eventually she falls asleep. She would like call relatives or friends back home, but her parents are dead, so we're not really going to get into that. <laughs> um, so just, she just cries and eventually falls asleep on the cot. Oh, poor Kilby. Poor. Why do you think she has to have maintain that positive attitude? She I is. Know, right? It's all she's yeah. got. Yeah, it's all she's got left in this world. <laughs> Kelby Schwermel. At least I can believe things are okay. <laughs> Time check. Uh, six minutes and forty-five seconds. So Kelby Schwermel, she's face wet with tears, um, mascara running all down. Um, it's it's bad. She's yeah. asleep on the cot, right? And it's such a deep sleep. Okay. So deep. And, you know, she wakes up around like six when the other roommates, like the earliest the other roommates get home and start making dinner. But she had, she remembers she has this dream while she's okay. asleep. And she dreamt that that little thumbs up, cool crocodile with the sunglasses drinking a margarita on the keychain, it was in the dream. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And he introduced himself. They said, Hey, my name is Greg. Like, how are you doing? Right? <laughs> He's wearing okay. like a nice Hawaiian t-shirt, you know, the button-down ones, the middle-aged hey. In the dream, they met at like a beach bar in Key West. Anyway, okay. <laughs> she she really got along well with Greg, the crocodile in the dream. They're so, kicking it. She wakes up and she's like, that was fucking weird, but yeah. it's right? So What did they talk about? Does she remember? Well, we're going to get into a little bit more of that. It, okay. was, just, it was an introductory conversation. Okay. Now, they have dinner. Kelby eats like a like half a packet of ramen because she's all she's you mean her and all her roommates are all over financially. Okay, I mean the roommates aren't great off great either. There's five of them in the two bedroom apartment, (laughs) (laughs) so they can't really help that much. We'll split this tangerine. Yeah. So the next day, everybody goes to work. Kelby Schmermel, she doesn't have work to go to. So what does she do? Too depressed to like start the job search again. So she decides I'm gonna take this day for me. Okay. Go like you know, browse TikToks on her phone. Yeah. Instead, she just went back to sleep. Oh. And she had another dream. In the dream, Greg, super cool alligator crocodile guy, (laughs) flying t-shirt. Which fun fact in this dream it's like slightly different. Like he bothered to change it in the dream world. It's new day, new day, new margarita, new day. Wait, he he changed what? His Hawaiian t-shirt. Yeah, his Hawaiian oh, okay. And so he's talking. They meet at the bar again. And Kelby's telling Greg because she feels comfortable with this, you know. She's got a Standing erect, you know, eight foot tall, large Nile crocodile and sunglasses. in <laughs> uh, a Hawaiian t-shirt. No pants, by the way. But, you know, it did. It doesn't really. That seems passable with most passable like, with anthropomorphic yeah. animals. Yeah. So um, they're drinking margaritas. So I know everyone else in this resort in the Florida Keys in the dream, they're all human. He's the only, nobody really seems to know. No, it seems affected. Like, no one seems to notice that Greg is a crocodile. Um, but they're drinking. She, t- she pours her heart out to Greg. She's like, listen, Greg, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. My parents are dead. Um, he's like, oh yeah, I remember we talked about that yesterday. That shit was wild. I just lost my job. <laughs> Uh, I've got this cocaine addiction. You know, <laughs> I live in a closet. I've got this burgeoning Molly cocaine addiction. I live in a closet. Help me out, Greg. Like, what can I do? And in the dream, Greg says, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to wake up. You're going to make yourself a cup of English breakfast tea. You're going to take it outside of the balcony. You're going to throw it on the nearest pigeon you find. It's just like, Greg. <laughs> Anyway, she that's so up. you, so Greg. She wakes up around like four before her roommates get home. Okay, um, check. <laughs> uh, three minutes. Okay, and you know what? She's just like in that like semi sleep delirious state where she's like, "Fuck it, I guess I could use some tea." Yeah, uh, and she makes yeah, sure English, yeah, English breakfast. <laughs> she decides to go drink it on the balcony, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, but there's this pigeon already there and she's like, shoot, get away. And some of the tea, like it falls on the pigeon accidentally. She throws it on it. She's like, oh God, premonitions and shit, Greg. Yeah, come on. Fast forwarding a bit because we're running low on time. The next day, 
There's an email in Kelby's inbox. Hmm. He wakes up in the morning. It's a job offer. Oh. To work at the new startup, a Google competitor called Schmoogle. Um, Original. Yeah. They're offering her like 200K starting salary. Oh, crap. Yeah. They're just like, we've been looking for someone with a background in agricultural sciences and uh, English communications degree. You're the perfect match. And she's like, I didn't even apply. Doesn't matter. We later <laughs> get the job. Right. And yeah. Signing bonus too. It was all great. Yeah. Great. So, coming through. Each night, though, she's having these dreams, right? Okay. With this cool, like, <laughs> wow, have you looking, mentioned? You know, classic Hawaiian T-shirt alligator crocodile. Sorry, named Greg. One minute and thirty seconds. Okay, cool. Now this goes on for like a year, and okay. Smurmel's life. Let me tell you, it's gonna. It turns around. Yeah. Oh, full one eighty. Damn. Full house. You know, just great. She's. All the Molly and Coke she wants, but she's not addicted <laughs> to it either. <laughs> uh, she's like diversified her investments, right? Like her, she's dating somebody. Everything is going great. So a year after the first dream, when she bought the couch, she has a dream that night. And each night she looks forward to meeting Greg, the Nile crocodile at the Tiki bar in Key West in her dreams. And yeah. day, a year after the first thing, Greg says, all right, I need you to do me a favor. She's like, okay, Greg. Um, <laughs> when you wake up in your pajama pants, because it's like, it's a cool May this, this time of year. Uh, she runs the AC on high in the pent <laughs> There will be a small al- uh, crocodile all right, in the pocket. She's like, Greg. Um, anyway, she wakes up, and there is a small crocodile. Oh, my gosh. In her pocket. All right, time check. 20 seconds. Okay. So, obviously, before alerting her current partner who's sleeping next to her, she goes to the bathroom and, like, lets the crocodile out of the pocket, like, into the toilet. Maybe it goes down the drain. She doesn't really know how much real crocodiles work. And then a grown-ass, eight-foot-tall, standing Nile crocodile comes out of her pocket and says, thank you. And then, like, three other crocodiles come and pick him up and take him off in a black limousine. You know, old Granny Smickens had connections to the mafia, and it was just a lot of weird <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> but her life was great after that. It's a happy ending. I was wondering which direction that was going to go. I was like, oh, shit, she's going to get eaten by that alligator or crocodile. Yeah, Damn I mean, it. Greg, he was a genuinely cool uh, dream-inhabiting <laughs> crocodile.